When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. John Boy and Jake Radio. It is May 8th. May the 8th be a good day for you. That was Blur. Song number two. Jake had no idea I knew. Well, I had no idea the artist's name of that song. So when I saw that Jordan put Blur, song number two on the list, I was like, oh, cool. Song I haven't heard before. And then as soon as the first like strum, I was like, oh, this is called song number two, huh? I had no idea. Yeah. That's uh, good morning, James. Um, yeah, pretty pretty wild, right? That's a uh, that's a pretty well known song. That you're right. If you saw the title of the song or the band name, you you wouldn't think you'd know it. Um, it's a FIFA song, um, and yeah, I mean one of the more popular songs in commercials, and I mean. A, a lot of different things. I feel like if you need a good high energy song, boom. I took a Blur. video of you singing this song when we were driving down to Clearwater, Florida, right? Or we're, I don't know where we were going. Fort Myers. Uh, no, 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 no. You have a video of you dancing on Instagram where you yes. throw your hat every woohoo. Uh, I throw them for a couple of the woohoos, and then there's some thrust. Yeah, I was back in my. Uh, that's one of my, my favorite of yours. It was, yeah, it was one of my my Monday Monday motivation videos back when I was in the fitness game. Well, music, we'll I think you I called get... them like Music Movie Monday. Music Movie Monday, yeah, M3s. Um, we'll we'll see if I get back in that game. Um, you know, the the game leaves you, you leave the game. It's tough to say at this point. Well, uh, that, that was my favorite one that you did. It's a all right, thanks. Um, it's a. Uh, yeah, good, good energy, high energy, exactly kind of what I was going for in those. Um, and how about that? How how about uh, song two? Good name. Good name. Good name. What should we call this one, boys? We got a lot uh, of stuff in the sports world to talk about, Jake. Tons of song stuff. two. But how was your day yesterday? Quick ranking. Uh, Tuesday. Nothing, nothing too high, nothing too low. I, I paid my respects to the Tuesday gods. Uh, I, I watched the first giant thunder lightning 
sound strike like right outside my apartment that I I've seen in Denver, and I have my dog Noodle the Doodle. So it's my first. I think it was his first time seeing some real thunder and lightning like that. So I got to see him be kind of scared, but we we hugged it out. We got through it. Um, Yankees walk off was exciting into a a double overtime playoff game seven in the hockey. Um, pretty all right Tuesday. Pretty all right. Wait, what Tuesday. happened in the hockey? Double OT game seven. Whoa, Stars Blues. I don't know anything that happened in any other sports. I just found out from the chat that uh, Mike Fires threw a no hitter. Yeah. So uh, yeah, there's kind of some crazy sports yesterday. Um, I I did some productive things. I mean, for a Tuesday. Um. Yeah, I did some grilling. I, I This might be my highest Tuesday. I might go five and a half. Wow. Yeah. 5.5 5 is your highest Tuesday ever. Can I go to the, the can I check the tape on this? Your Always. first your first Tuesday was a five and a half. So you're tying okay. that. Uh, you had another Tuesday that was a five and a half. Oh, you had a 6.1 Tuesday. Wow. Back on April 16th. And you had a 5.8 Tuesday the week after that. So, yeah, you're, you're not even your top two highest Tuesdays. Wow. Um, that's a lot of people measure top two. Um, so, yeah, what about yourself, Jim? I also did some grilling. You know, I don't really like grilling. because I love grilling. I, don't, I know. That's, I always have people that love grilling. Like you, if I'm with you, you like yeah. being the grill master. Um, my brother-in-law, Brett, he usually does it with my dad. Like I like cooking. I love cooking right. in, in the kitchen. I've just never been the grill master because I've always been with people who like love it and I don't right. love it. So I did the chicken. I fucked them up. So I felt bad about that, but made some hot dogs. Summer comes around. I have my first hot dog. I'm like, this is so good. And then you have like, maybe I'm going to have another one today. We'll see where it rides. Cause eventually you're like, I can't eat any hot dogs. These are disgusting. But I had the first yeah, hot dog yesterday, hot- and I was so excited. Are hot dogs the number one quote-unquote meal food that can be good, but you can't eat regularly? Maybe. I don't know. The grocery out. Yeah, because, I mean, I, th- I think even after you, if you're going back to the hot dogs today. Yeah. Because like it's so yeah, easy to I, grill I think it. tomorrow morning you're going to be like, Probably going to wait till at least Memorial Day till my next doggy. Maybe. But uh, we had, I had like diced up onions. I grilled some bell peppers and I put that on hot dog Chicago style. It was delicious. Like that. Yeah. And then uh, the Yankees won on a walk off. I thought they were going to win in 12 innings, so I was wrong there. Right. Gio Rochelle is a god. Right. He would never let that happen. I thought they were going to win the game. Uh, I did think they were going to win the game, but I don't know why, because there's so much bad that happened in that game, and then they win it. Yeah, I mean, you throw in the fluke, like a, a rain delay is always kind of wild card. Like it, both teams can <laughs> both teams can point back to a rain delay and be like, "That's why we lost." I mean, rain delay. We're creatures of habit. It, you know. Um, so yeah, there there was a little bit of that. I I don't know. I I thought. You and I exchanged a couple texts where you were like, yeah, we're going 12 or 13, right? And I was like, no, we're probably – because at that time, I think they were 0 for 9 with runners in scoring position, and they had uh, two 
well, they had three bad errors, but they only scored them two bad errors. And I was like, I think we're just going to look back and say we had a bunch of errors um, and no hits with runners in scoring position. But game-winning hit, runner in scoring position. So there you go. Yep. All right. Um, I'm going 6-3. Nice, dude. It's a good day. Got outside, did some grilling, got some work done. Rob yeah. Urban height? Haven't, haven't, haven't been doing anything lately is what I feel like. Rob's so. gonna be so happy. I called him six three. I think he's six two. Nice. Like I, there's a lot of stuff that happened in baseball yesterday, so I gotta make some breakdowns. I was just doing Yankee stuff. Nice. Gotta go check out. There's no hitter. Well, we'll get into that later on in the show. Let's go we'll to uh, yeah. Let's go to the tri-state sports. Oh, wrong button. Dumb idiot. The Yankees came back from being down two runs in the ninth inning to walk it off versus the Mariners. Gio Urshela is a god amongst men, and DJ LeMayu is the hit king. Gets it done. They take a 2-0 lead in the four-game set versus Seattle. The Mets were down in, down one run in the seventh and tied it on a Nimmo double, then broke the tie in the ninth when polar bear Pete Alonso went deep, Jake, 499 feet deep off ex-Yankee Adam Warren. Edwin Diaz allowed one run in the ninth, but they hang on for the win. Go Mets go. Second win of May for them. Kyle Lalletta reacts to the Giants drafting Daniel Jones as at the latest Eli Manning as the latest heir to Eli Manning and says, I know the player I can be. Unfortunately, so do the Giants. Six days into the lottery for the New York Knicks. Are you getting excited, Jake? When does the clock start making your heart pump a little bit? Two days? One day, or are you there? Hold it, hold it, hold it. Let go. <sighs> Lottery's the day of. You don't. So there's no anticipation. Because you have, next time. you have no control of it. It's not like the fan in you kicks in and you're like, well, maybe if I tweet something cool at Enos Cantor, he'll have a big day today. Like, there's, there's none of that. There's no like planning, they, like, the draft or dreaming. Like, it's just... They are literally lotto balls. The day of, you start getting nervous, like, huh, well, however these random little balls land today will dictate the next 10 years of one of my favorite sports teams. Um, which is bizarre uh, when you say it like that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, le- less than a week, which is pretty crazy, and then... Uh, Hopefully then it'll be exciting times. And I it's it's kind of at the point for me, like you fight off daydreaming because you literally can't do it with the odds that are hand for the NBA lottery. Then it's like, well, shoot, let's daydream a little bit because it could be kind of fun and this will be our last chance to daydream. And then when it happens, it's like, okay, well, what are what are we doing, boys? Um so that that'll be exciting. That that Tuesday. Oh my God! It's on a Tuesday. Well, this has been John Boy Jake Radio. Thank you for tuning in. Leave a five star review. Um, damn, Daniel. How much does that actually make your mind think something bad's going to happen more so than before you knew that the lottery was on a Tuesday? Because in my brain, your brain, this is bad news. It's a twist. Um, it's it's certainly a twist. It makes me ignore the 14% shot of getting the first pick more and blame it more on Tuesday. Um, I, I need a top three pick. 
um if if it's four or five like i'm i'm gonna be pretty truly devastated um what's the if it's uh do you want to do you want to make any promises like if it's a fourth pick you'll uh you'll uh poke a nail up your nose just like a centimeter up it won't just do any one of damage. those fun promises. Just like um, a little tiny bit, and then just in the nostril area. This like USB thing. I'll I'll put just one of these one of these booper things right up your up, nose. Up wow, my nose there. I can't believe you even would so, risk that. That's some Knicks talk. Um, God, that is a little scary. What are, what's up with Laletta? I think he sucks. Is the main issue, and. I think the second issue is that he sucks. Okay. And then he got like the DUI and I think he's got a bad attitude. Did he get a DUI? I for, I'm blanking on the whole thing. Like, didn't he just get pulled over and he was late or something? Uh, we did it on here. It's crazy what you don't remember. That's what I, I guess. I guess that's where my mind jumped with the La Letta stuff. Cause people were screaming for him last year, blah, blah, blah. I think and he was I evading just... police. Like, no, he almost hit a cop is what they said. But there was like a roadblock and he went around the roadblock and they were like, yo, you almost just hit us. And he was like, come on. Yeah, he probably gave them like, dude, I'm sorry. I'm Kyle Aletta. I'm on the New York Giants. Like, I got to go. And the cop was like, oh, tough guy. Um, But I think it's funny, like from that one story, Kyle Aletta has gotten like an absolute horrible reputation. But now I'm remembering like Shermer, the coach, didn't help him at all. <laughs> like Sher- oh. like Sher- Shermer didn't even give him like a, yeah, he's a young guy. It's a mistake. He gave him like, a, you want to be a quarterback. You can't do that. And it's like, well. Well, I think there's other stuff. Yeah, you have to you have to assume that. But that's what I'm saying. Like, we don't know much, but basically from a weird, an odd, odd cop situation and a couple Shermer quotes were like, fuck this guy. <laughs> Well, remember, yeah, Sherman was like, why would you think Loletta's next on the list? <laughs> Just <laughs> like, tough. oh, my God. That was brutal. <laughs> look for Lawlets. <laughs> yeah. Like, that was nuts. Um, did you see this Mets thing? Alonzo, 500-foot bomb to take the lead in the ninth. Alonzo's pretty cool, huh? Yeah. And American. And American. Um, which was yesterday's breaking news. Um, are you mad it was off Adam Warren? Do you still root for Adam Warren? Um, not mad it's off Adam Warren. Okay. I like Adam Warren. If he was to do good, I would say, yeah, that's my dude. Adam Warren was always in a weird place where I never thought he had good stuff, but right. somehow he always pitched well. So when like I hear someone got a 500-foot bomb off him, I just probably think they sat change up and Warren didn't get his change up down. Like I, I, I haven't seen the home run, but um, Warren doesn't tug on my heartstrings. I'll say that I like the guy. Yeah, but it wasn't. I didn't feel bad for him. It's funny because normally there's this like New York stereotype. Like if you if you pick up a guy, like we're seeing it with Cameron Mabin right now. Um, well, never mind Gio Rochelle. I think Cameron Mabin is the ideal example of like talented guy, kind of the end of his career, comes to the Yankees with this team right now. He gets some energy and he's playing really good baseball. And you're like, yeah, the, the it's a little New York boost. Like you, it's fight or flight. Shane Robinson flight. You were you were so bad. 
Cameron Maben comes in. He gets a little boost. He's playing great baseball right now. I think it's funny Adam Warren, this kind of, I don't want to say as bland as you can be because I, I wouldn't want, <laughs> if I was a bland person, I wouldn't want someone to say that about me. But just flatline guy. I think you had some image of him wearing his outfits from like Kohl's. Like not wow. not a flashy wears a chain kind of guy. His numbers in New York are like really good. Three one eight ERA in four hundred and seven innings. Um and then everywhere else they're they're pretty awful. So I think I just and find he, that he, entertaining. He was asked to do he's asked to do like everything. Yeah. Oh, weird. But anyway, Alonzo got him. Good for him. I'm trying to watch the highlight, but my computer won't let me watch it, which is pissing me off. Pistol Pete. Sounds like he smashed it. Nimmo with uh, they needed a win. Like Mets needed a win pretty bad. Yeah. So to get it in that fashion is is nice. Uh, Syndergaard had another not great outing. Syndergaard. I think it was six innings pitched, four earned runs. Which, uh, yeah, six innings pitched, nine hits, four earned runs, two strikeouts. He's having a bad year. I mean, oh, it's early, Jake. I know it's early, but it's. <laughs> Last start was still really good. He had a Noah, so last start was the best ever. Uh, yeah. Five five fourteen ERA on the season. Yeah, it's not good. Not good. Not good. I think that's all. Let's go to the national news. There's more stuff there anyway. John Boy, some baseball to open up the national news. A's pitcher Mike Fires Fears throws his second career no hitter uh, versus the Reds. The Reds are have been in the news all week. Derek Dietrich, he's back. Uh, there were some really nice plays too. People love talking about that with no no nos and perfect games. We'll get there. Uh, Toronto destroyed Philadelphia. Uh, and that was obvious if you listened to the show yesterday because Poppy Gordo told you that. Denver blows out Portland at home. A little bit of a surprise. Proud of my nuggies. St. Louis Blues went in double overtime over the Stars in Game 7 to advance to the Western Conference Finals. There were some fun St. Louis ties there. And then Jimmy, a little football, Liverpool. 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 With a big win for the ages over Bartha, 4 nothing to advance. That's what they needed to be able to advance with the aggregate score. Wow. Someone tweeted at me, I wish you, wish you liked soccer so I could like, get a breakdown or something because crazy things are happening in Liverpool. That's what it was. They needed. I've never been more checked out from sports than I was last night. It's pissing me off because a lot of good things happened. Well, the Liverpool game was like during the day. Yeah, but I, I was barbecuing and shit. Right. Um, um, and and then the Yankees game took up a lot of my energy. But okay, so they needed four to goals to advance. Yeah. So if if you're not familiar with the championship. Uh, UEFA Championship League. Um, they're in the semifinals, and soccer plays a home and home. And basically, it's they do the aggregate, so they do the score between the games. And if it's tied, they go to road goals. So Liverpool lost the first game at Barcelona, three nothing, 
And it shouldn't have even been that. Uh, Liverpool had a couple of goals taken away that shouldn't have had. It should have been 3-2, which two road goals is, like, huge. Um, so they went in 3-0, and it was like, so, Jimmy, they needed to either win 4-0 because if Barcelona scores one, they have the road goal. So even if it was 4-1, so even when Liverpool went up 4-0, like, it was still nervous times, even though they had just, like, completely dominated this game. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Barcelona has some stars. They have Messi on their team. They have Suarez. Um, it's I don't, think, I don't think a comeback of this size had ever happened in Championship League history. And it's, it's Liverpool, which gets a lot of extra love because it's the Beatles' hometown. Um, a lot of our friends are Liverpool people. So it was, uh, it was never, nuts. Never walk alone. It's an all-timer. You'll never walk alone. How do you do that if you're Barcelona, like when it's 3-0? Oh, Jim, and that that's actually kind of the best part. So, uh, you know, Liverpool's playing well, even to the point they get it to 3-0, and while it's 3-0-3-0, or excuse me, technically the aggregate was 3-3, let me say that again, uh, the game would go to penalty kicks. Liverpool was also without their best player, Mo Salah. More salad, please. And... Uh, <laughs> They were, uh, you know, you go to penalty kicks, you don't really know what's going to happen. So, you know, they obviously they, they've got like 15 minutes to get to try to get one more. And obviously soccer's this game of momentum and uh, all sports are games of momentum. Jake, go fluff yourself. But, um, dude, you should. They had like almost a trick play corner kick to get the fourth goal. Oh, really? Uh, it was actually awesome. So, ball goes out of bounds for a Liverpool corner kick. And they had a ball guy, like, right there, ready to go at the corner. So, everyone's looking at the ball that just, like, went out of bounds into the stands. And uh, so, Liverpool, everyone's moving slow. Like, they're going to do a classic soccer, like, set up for a minute for the corner kick. So, they put a ball down. None of the Barca players are looking, and they just send it in, like, low and hard on the ground. No Barca defenders are near. Liverpool guy one-times it, top corner, and, like, everyone was stunned. Um, that sounds cool. Because, like, like yeah, how, was, how do you let that fourth goal in? Has to be something that, weird like that. That that was the thing that our, our buddy, Big Evan, of Evan & Co., big Liverpool fan, he, like, because I, I was trying to picture... <laughs> Uh, like Barcelona Twitter and like, oh my God, Liverpool's doing sneaky stuff to try to beat us, blah, blah, blah. Like, like when, the, when the trick play happened to the Yankees the other day, the hidden ball trick. But I think the biggest thing that Big Evan said was, you're down 3-0 in A, a game you, the one thing you could not do was lose by 4-0, and it's the 80th minute and none of you are looking at the ball? <laughs> like, no matter what's going on, like, yeah. what are you guys doing? So, yeah, they were just fully checked out and blew it. Klopp is a hero for life there. Um, and I I think on the other side, I mean, big talking soccer today. Um, the other side yeah, of the, the the other side of the UEFA bracket is uh, Ajax, Ajax versus, uh, versus Tottenham, which Liverpool is going to be favored against both of them. So it's... Uh, it's exciting time to be a Liverpool fan. 
It's an exciting time. Dude, I, I hate... <sighs> Twitter does the thing where when people don't have it on, like, give me the, the tweet in order, you know? So okay. Twitter, so Twitter does a thing right now where they're pumping out some of my tweets from last night in the game, like now. Right. And there's people that are not smart enough to realize that you're getting a tweet 12 hours later. Right. And they just respond to my tweet that was before the walk off and say like, chill out. We won. It's a walk off. Calm down. This was fucking tweeted beforehand. Right. I hate Twitter. They're like the main reason. Why use Twitter's chronological live tweeting things? And then Twitter just goes and fucks it all up for the dumb people. Can you set it up that it's chronological? Yeah, you can change it. But people don't because they don't know that's oh, an option. Oh, so it's the other people. Okay, I got you, got you, got you. But it's, um, it's, this is like the third one I got today. I get it every cool. day at around 11 to 1. I get that where people respond to my tweets that were live in the moment tweets from the game before. Like, geez, you're really harping on this. No, it's an old tweet, dumb piece of shit. Whoa. Um, My anger's more at Twitter than the person. We'll do the two NBA games because they were blowouts. Uh, Toronto, I I told everyone this was coming. Kawhi's a beast. Uh, Embiid's been sick in Philly, just hasn't been playing great. Um, So it's just... It's just going to be a classic. I mean, the next free money is going to be Philly at home game six because they this whole game was a punt game by Philly. They're, they're, this series is going seven. I didn't realize the Denver series was going to do the same thing. I thought Portland was going to fight a little more. Uh, Portland's going to go back and win in Portland. Both these are going game seven. And in a game seven, Jim, anything can happen. You know that. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, that was a little bit of the hoops. Let's we'll go to the hockey first, and we'll we'll close with the no no. Um, I just started. I just watched the uh, condensed game of the Stars one, the double OT okay. one. The Stars played like dog shit. Did you yeah. watch any of this? Uh, I watched. So I think when the Yankee game ended, there was two minutes left in the first overtime. So I watched the end of the first overtime and the second overtime. And so, Jim, a couple cool things here. So the guy that scored the game winner for St. Louis uh, is a St. Louis kid. So that's really cool um, because the place was just going absolutely nuts. And St. Louis, low-key, really good hockey city. Um, The goaltender for Dallas, Ben Bishop, who played incredible. Yeah, it was him versus the Blues. Yeah, and that's uh, I, well, I, I, I'm, I'm glad you, I'm glad you're saying that because it, it leads to a conversation I want to get to. But the other thing that's kind of cool, Ben Bishop is also a St. Louis kid, so this game was in St. Louis. I, uh, you know, you get a game winner from a hometown kid, you get a goalie that put on an incredible all-time performance, and um, yeah, I think that was kind of the funny thing for Dallas. Like, you didn't see a ton of like sadness. And, like, like you saw a couple guys do the deep stare right after they lost because, I mean, you just lost game seven. But at the same time, all the Dallas players were like, yeah, we, I mean, we got beat. Ben is the only, Ben Bishop's the only reason we had a chance in this game. Yeah. Um, Blues, were so setting, Saint- <clears throat> Blues were setting up like they're on a power play, it looks like, from what I just watched. Yeah, and I, I'll, I'll say this. Dallas had some good counters, and the game-winning goal was kind of a nuts hockey goal. The goal goes off the post, off the back of Ben Bishop's head. The puck just sits there right in front of the goal, 
big guy comes over and taps it in. Yeah. Which um, and the the part that was kind of crazy, or the hockey announcers were making it sound crazy. So I'll appreciate it. Um, from you know my goalie background, but the puck goes, you know, a ninety mile per hour shot goes off the post, hits Ben Bishop in the head. Ben Bishop was like a second too late because he had to be because he's human. But when it went off the post, Ben Bishop tried to duck his head to get out of the way because he knew it was coming off the post, which, like, that kind of awareness is insane. Did um, he? Hold on. I'm, I'm going to watch it again. I just watched it. But that is that, – I mean, that would be crazy. That's uh, th- this was Oh, the it's hot- after he get hit. It's after it hits right. him in the head. He tries to, like, catch it on the back of his neck. Right, which, again, is still pretty impressive. Um because I think to do that reaction, you have to start moving it before. I don't know. It's so fast-paced. But no, the no. It, it, hits, ma- it hits him in the head, and then he realizes it's up in the air, so he's trying to, like, catch it on his back. Announcers were giving him a lot of love, saying that he was he was watching it coming off well, the post. He just, but- yeah, he just lost, so they're probably giving him love. I mean, he's played a great game. Yeah. But, um, but I, I was going to say, and I, I guess, you know, from your highlights, you said the Blues were dominating – um, you know, our avalanche, my avalanche or your sharks are going to face the blues in this game. Would you rather like if you thought the blues were the better team and they had, you know, they had the home, the home ice in, in game seven, would you rather face them or would you rather face the stars with Ben Bishop playing out of his mind? Cause a hot goalie is a hot goalie. Yeah. I think I'd take the not hot goalie. Okay, that that's what I was interested in because I was I was gonna say I, I mean I've never been on the hockey pitch before like does, when a goalie's hot does your hockey team have the mentality like oh well we could if we still do our thing we're gonna be able to score or is it almost like when Verlander's cruising in a playoff game and you're like yo we're fucked for a little bit nah because a goalie can only do so much like you can still like if you if you beat the D if you like set up the perfect back door like if the a defenseman can leave a great goalie hanging. Like you can score right. a goal, and everyone's like, "That's not the goalie's fault." You know what I mean? But it's harder yeah. to do. You, but you have to set it up perfectly. You want to talk about this no hitter? I've I've done some research. We're ready. What what's your what did your research tell you? There were two great catches, Profar, and then the center fielder blanking on his name made like two great catches. One was a Rob Loriano. Loriano, probably a, may, may, getting close to my favorite non-Yankee player, um, almost a robbed home run, uh, and uh, but Chapman fucked him. Top fourth, the first person to reach base was on an error, Jake. That's tough. It's tough, but it also releases Mike Fires some pressure because now, right. when he gets deep in account, well, the perfect game's gone anyway. So he walked two batters. He walked two batters in the top of the seventh. And uh, I would guess he was just starting to get a little more. I didn't, I didn't see these walks. But that that error by Chapman allows him to not care as much about the walks. But it was a close game. I mean, in the seventh inning, it was one nothing. He walked two batters. So maybe not. Good for him. I saw a no-hitter last year in the Coliseum. Yeah. It sucks that the A's have such a shitty, such a shitty stadium for these fun moments. I can't wait till they get a new ballpark and it's appreciated and filled. But 
One of these days. Soon. So yeah, so he walked two batters in the seventh, and then he comes out and he's got a two nothing lead and hasn't allowed a hit yet and goes ground out ground out deep fly ball and then pop fly ground out strikeout swinging. So good for him. Yeah. And he uh how many strikeouts did he finish with? Did he have what was it, like seven? Six. Six. So I, I think that's uh in the no hitter land, if you're if you're above five strikeouts, I think that makes it look a lot better than like five and under. I, I know that's not a measuring stick, but like if you see a no hitter with a couple walks and two strikeouts, you're just like, All right, dude, you you had a very lucky day, my friend. He yeah. he just crashed crossed the threshold where it's like, Yeah, you had a nice day. You had a really, you had a nice no hitter, my man. Congrats. Are, are no hitters celebrated too much? I don't want to sound like a a grumpy old man, but right. there's like, can we dogpile no hitters? Like, at, at what point do we stop dogpiling no hitters? I mean, this was the three hundredth no hitter. I think the cycle is around the same, and no one like runs out and celebrates with that dude after he hits the cycle. It's a yeah, little but different. It, it's a little more trivial. One's the whole game. Yeah, there, there's the David Cohn cycle argument where, like, uh, you know, cycle's fun, but you'd rather have, f- you know, three home runs in a single. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That's for a better sure. day. For sure. That's a better day than a cycle. Um, no, I'm, I, I, I don't think the no hitter goes away. It might, it'll be interesting to see if it gets more prevalent with guys hitting and missing more and taking more walks. Um, as for right now, it, it's still cool. I just I think one of the biggest things for me was like growing up. I thought a no hitter and a perfect game, like perfect game, was one. But like a no hitter was like one B. Like it it. But now those are in totally different compartments for me. Oh yeah, yeah. And I I think that's I think that might be like if you're not a huge baseball fan, you're like, oh, perfect game, no hitter. So what? No hitter just means they gave up a walk or there was an error. Like they are just in totally different boats. Yeah, I I completely agree. And I mean, there's there's no hitters that are not impressive. Right. Because. Like A.J. Burnett's like he walked like six people like you can throw a no hitter. And the reason you didn't get any hits is because you had no fucking control. (laughs) <laughs> no one knew where you're throwing the ball, which is like impressive that you could last that long. Whatever. Good for Mike Fires. Is that how you say it? Fears? Fires? I hear I think it's Fires, but I've heard Fears as well. But good for I, him and Oakland. Yeah. Uh and in Oakland, Oakland gets all these no hitters. How many foul ball outs did he have? I'd be interested to look at that. I'll uh I'll I'll leave that to the R and D team. I'm going to go look into that. Okay. I don't know how many he had. It didn't seem like a lot on there, but Oakland is a... Imagine, what's the least impressive no-hitter? Like you walk six people, you're in the Coliseum, three of your outs are foul pops, like in foul territory that doesn't exist anywhere else, and there's two errors, then you lose four nothing. Least impressive no-hitter. I just did it. Maybe I, I hope to do that one day. Yeah, I just Googled least impressive no-hitter ever. We'll we'll see what I find. Um, it might be A.J. Burnett's. Man. Uh, 92, we've got Matt Young. Um, eight innings pitched, lost. 
two earned runs, seven walks, six Ks. Also, with those seven walks, he gave up six stolen bases. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, that's that's a bad one. Bad one. Edwin Jackson, they're saying, is a bad one. He had eight walks and a hit by pitch, 149 pitches. Um, I'm still calling that impressive because they won the game one nothing. How'd they get out all those outs? So, like, he almost... <laughs> he Maybe he had to walk those guys to not give up a run. Uh, A.J. Burnett uh, on the Marlins has a nine-walk, one-hit batter. That's the one, one I was thinking of, yeah. Yeah, um... Doc Ellis with eight walks. I think that's uh that's his famous LSD game. That's a lot of fun. Um really fun, really fun YouTube video. Google uh Doc Doc Ellis no hitter LSD and it's like this cartoony video. One one of the sillier videos on the internet. Um and then yeah, I think another one that pops up, three walks, zero K's. <laughs> <laughs> what? Who is that? That's Ken Holtzman. 1969 baby <laughs> but he has a good baseball quote after the game jimmy so we like him he goes i had one pitch fastball and i didn't think it was too fast <laughs> <laughs> they That's had to good. be a getaway day and they were just swinging dude uh, I'm, and I'm, i think it's a cl- i think it was a classic wind was blowing in at wrigley because he's like yeah any other day <laughs> i think i gave up a couple homers <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny uh edwin jackson his one in 2010, it was versus the Rays, Jake. Listen, I'm going to read you the innings real quick. Just, I'll go quick. Ready? But this is the opponents. John Jaso, Ben Zobris, Evan Longoria, Carlos Pena, Matt Joyce. Like, familiar names. Sure. Strikeout, walk, ground out, walk, wild pitch, ground out. So, in that inning was two walks and a wild pitch, but no runs scored. Next inning. Walk, fly ball, strikeout, walk, Pop fly. So two walks again in the second inning. No runs, though. Third inning. Walk. Stolen base. Walk. Walk. So base is loaded. No outs in the third inning. So this is a bad outing. If you're watching at home, you're like, Edwin, Currently does, a bad outing, Edwin yeah. does not have it today. <laughs> fly ball. Ground out. Force out at home. And then another ground out. Gets out of that inning unscathed. But in three innings, he's walked... <laughs> seven people. And then I guess from there he finds it. Strikeout, ground out, line out. Fifth inning, ground out, strike out, ground out. Sixth inning, ground out. Melvin Upton, BJ Upton, hit by pitch. Upton steals, ground out, strike out. In the seventh, one, two, three inning, line out, pop, fly, fly ball. In the eighth, fly ball, Reached on error. Call Crawford steals and gets caught stolen for the third out. That helps. Like that. <laughs> There's another out he didn't even record with his pitching. This is the least impressive no-hitter for sure. Okay. I mean, it's got to be, right? It's up there. I've read a few. He got the win. one nothing. I think the guy. I think the guy with the loss, two earned runs... And six or seven walks, That's I think that's your loser. Yeah. All right. You can move on to halftime. You got anything going on over there? Um, 
No, I've got noodles asleep. We've got another gray, bad weather day in Denver. Um, that's about it. What's what's going on over there? Nothing. Zimmer's sleeping. Then Katie's watching a show. Katie made huevos rancheros for breakfast. I'm hoping there's some extras when we're done recording. Ooh, I'm a, I'm I'm hungry. Uh, nothing, man. Nothing's going on. I uh, I prepped a lot of laughs from the past stuff yesterday. Just to let you know. Nice dude. for the Instagram. The Instagram, the last from the past Instagram, I stuff chalked up. I found like this video of uh, dude, you're gonna like it. This uh, um, all black brigade regiment in World War One. In, in France, just dancing in the middle of the streets of France. Like, the the, the regiment had a little dance party. It's crazy because it's filmed in 1918. And they're just, like, kicking their feet like crazy. Dancing dancing shoes. Dancing, man. Dancing Weird. plague. The dancing plague of 16-something or something like that. But All right, let's move on to the news. I read the news today, Well, it's 6 o'clock. Time for the news. A couple ate raw rodent meat for good health and died of the bubonic plague. A Medora temple priest stole an idol 100 years ago, and his grandson has just returned it, fearing the wrath of the gods. A French school was threatened with closure, so 15 sheep have registered. Ugh. A Florida man is about to lose his home over the grass being too long. And a golfer makes a shot from Roosevelt Island to a floating barge, barge giving New Yorkers free beer. Another man, an ex-Netflix executive, Jake, has raised $1.6 million for liquid death, which is just water in a tall boy can. I read the news today, Where do you want to go first? Liquid death. Um, I think I want to go to the 15 sheep registered for classes because I, I think in this Instagram generation and a lot of people, like their their first thought going through their head right now is kind of like the Instagram story when you see like a dog on an airplane and they're like, whoa, got the best boy ever next to me on the plane. Like I'm picturing people going into their first day of class and there's a sheep next to them. And they're like, LOL, how ridiculous is my life? Sheep next to me. And then I'm picturing you walking in that class and saying, get that sheep the hell away from me. Yeah, this story. That has no business here. This story, like, it's a joke, right? Like, the school's still going to close. Like, I don't even, why is this something that's being written about? Um, I just clicked it. I'm, I'm guessing going in that, like, in the school's, in the school's rules. How about that? School's rules. School rules. Um, it probably says something like, you know, we need X amount of students registered, but it doesn't have anything about, like, humans or gender or anything. It just says students. So someone was like, well, let's sign up 15 sheep. Um, yeah. Maybe I think that's it. And I, I, I'm an old curmudgeon here. Don't like it. Um, what if 
So what if your kids go to this school, there's no other closed schools, and this is the school you want your kid at? Okay, and this actually saves it. I mean, okay, so you're saying yeah. there's no bylaw, but anyone in the government would be like, okay, well, I guess we have to make a new law real quick that says sh- humans only, and then they pass that in two seconds because it's the easiest law to pass ever, and then the school gets closed anyway. Yeah. The video is um, kind of fun. It's a bunch of school children like cheering on the sheep as they get herded into the school. It's kind of fun. Right? That's what I'm saying. I, I This is a, a, one of the bigger eye-opening moments for me. Here come uh, your new classmates. <laughs> back back when I was on that travel work grind was um I I I've I've got this weird thing that I've I've said uh for life that like when I buy a house I need it to be surrounded by trees. That's like one of the few things that I think I demand in this world, um, like I would rather have a lesser house with the tree privacy around it just because like that's kind of where I grew up. It's just it's in the back of my head. Like I it's, you know, my my privacy. I want the trees like it's, yeah, it's just how it is. That's how you were raised. Rural. Exactly. And um, but I remember I, I told I told one of my coworkers that he was a young guy. He was like just starting his family and stuff like that. And he goes. You know, man, you you'll think that, and then you realize you start thinking for others. You have kids and stuff, and you wanna you wanna make sure you get them in the right schools and all that, and <laughs> other things take priority over the trees and the privacy. And I'm like, yeah, you're probably right, huh? So, even even sheep coming to school with your kids, if if that's what you think's best for them. Oh, that's the connection. So, if this gets your kid into the school you want, so be it. You you play it as it lies. Nice. All right. Well, what about this Florida guy who is about to lose his home over the grass being too long? This cuts to a YouTube video, the link we have here. And I think they just want this guy out of the they want him out of the community and they're trying to find ways to get him out of the community. They gave him a thirty thousand grand ticket for overgrown grass on his property. Homeowners Association. Yeah, I mean, they just hate this guy. And the grass isn't obnoxious. No. Homeowners Association. I don't know. I mean, at a certain point, what is really going on here? He's probably got an old house that they want out of the neighborhood because they're trying to spruce it up. And the Homeowners Homeowners Association is just, we just got to get this guy out of here. They don't care that, like, you know, it's the where he's resided his whole life, maybe. They're just like, nope, we need to spruce up this neighborhood. Yeah, you wonder you wonder how it got there. You wonder why, like, I mean, if they're willing to go to these lengths, like, honestly, have everyone throw in a little bit of money and, like, give them a realtor, and, like, that's incentive to get them out of here. Now you've just made things a thousand times worse and this guy's probably going to anchor down and try to stay here as long as he possibly can. This is what it says. Cities nationwide are imposing fines and fees for petty housing code violations to raise money for their city. Dundon or Dundon, I don't know how you pronounce it. Dunedin. Dunedin, Florida raised 3,400 fines from in 2007 and in 2018 they raised 1.3 million. So there, it's just a new way for towns to make money is to go around and find houses for, like, the smallest things. That's so fucked. <laughs> I 
Uh, that's really fucked. I don't. I'm not a fan of this. I don't know what side of. I don't know what side that puts me on politically, Jake. Right. And I don't care. I just know that I think that's fucked. You shouldn't be able to just go knock on someone's door and be like, "Your grass is too long. You owe us two two thousand bucks." Yeah, it's uh, it's bizarre because it's like, <laughs> it's almost like raising money for the community, but in an awful way. <laughs> um, and yeah, man, it's it's this bizarre. I don't know, like y- you and I were talking about earlier, how people are writing Syndergaard, Syndergaard to Grom, Mets trading them articles to the Yankees. That back in the day, it used to be just like a yo, you 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 point at the newspaper, t- turn to your friend, and be like, "How ridiculous is this?" Now with the internet, everyone's like, "Wait, this is super ridiculous." And I think that spins over into like all the land owning and property shows that are on TV now, like. There's probably a couple people that are like, oh, I want to sell my my house. This guy's got grass up to his ankles. And it's like, I, I think things just start to spiral, man. Yeah, well, fuck Dunedin, Florida. Dunedin. There's a minor league team down there. You want to talk about this couple that uh, ate raw rodent meat because uh, they thought it was going to give them good health and they died of the bubonic plague? It's where Blue Jays spring training is. Yeah, let's let's talk about it. You're idiots and you died. Darwin. Don. Yeah. What kind of rodent do you think they ate? Oh, they're um, Mongolia. Th- Old Mongolian beef trick. Yeah. Marmot. I wouldn't have guessed marmot, which is similar to a groundhog. Yeah, they're kind of cute. Haven't people I been mean, telling you like that you look like a marmot? You got to eat? I get it. No, you don't look like a marmot. Did you just say I looked like a marmot? No, I said you, I, you said you don't. You do not look like a marmot. Is what I said. Thanks, man. I was trying thank to you? find. Thank you. I was trying to find out if I you mean, looked like I mean, the only issue is the marmot is a rodent, so I don't even know why you'd be looking for that. Well, I was I saw the marmot and I said, Does do you look like a marmot? And then I looked. Right, right, right. That's where I gotta stop you. That's where <laughs> I gotta stop you. That's the <laughs> that's that's the problem. You don't play that game with every animal? Do I look like this? Um, no. In fact I don't. No. And well, you didn't say do I look like this? You said me. Yeah, that's so. you don't play that game. Do I? I was talking as if you. I only play it with you. Does Jake look like this animal? Well, no. see, then again, we we found it. We circled the problem. <laughs> um, don't eat marmots. Yeah. If you do, cook them. That's where I'm like blown off. Like if, like you said, what if this is all they had to eat? Like they got fire in Mongolia, so like just cook it first. So I've got something for you. I mean, does this cross into your germs don't exist thing? Because this could be problematic for you at some point. No, no, no. My germs don't exist thing isn't isn't as this. My germs don't exist thing is for like germaphobes. Right. Like Howie Mandel goes on to talk shows, right? And he refuses to shake the uh, host's hand. He does a little fist bump. He puts his hand on the fucking seat when he sits down and gets up. Like, what are you doing, Howie? Yeah. You're just being rude. Yeah. That's I agree. That's where I'm I'm like, shut up. Okay. I want to like send that into those people. Like I want to not eating marmot. Don't eat raw marmot. All right. But you can lick some things every now and then. I feel like marmots kind of look like me a little bit. No, no, I checked. They don't. 
We're good. Okay. Yeah. Whew. Don't worry. I checked. I checked. What are you? What do you got on this liquid death? Are you ex- excited to drink liquid death in the can and it's just water? What is this, uh... dude? It's this guy that worked for Netflix. He raised one point six million dollars, and he is selling door to door canned water, calling it liquid death, and the slogan is "Murder Your Thirst." I don't want to drink water out of a can. I don't like drinking much out of a can. But I know yeah. but I think I think he's tackling the plastic bottles are bad. I think we've got a little bit plastic bottles are bad. I think we've got a little bit these will look like beers but they're water, so you could almost have a cool like these are these are perfect for water drinkers at bars. Like, it just looks like a beer can, um, which we know has been a popular topic lately. I think we've talked about it a little bit. Um, 12 pack of these for a buck 83 a can. So, I mean, you know, there's bottle of waters out there that cost you two bucks normally. So, I mean, yeah, this, this guy is just has put water in a can and has made a business out of it because, of course, he has. Backers yeah. include the founders of Dollar Shave Club. Is this your guy, Jim? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Um, I don't know, man. Like, I don't care about this, but good job. I think he's undercutting the price. I think I saw buying a pack of like twelve is like a dollar eighty nine. Dollar eighty three. Now that I have a home base, like I'm in a I'm in a house here, and I and I'm right. gonna, for the foreseeable future at least, you know. We have a water machine because I'm a huge water drinker and I need my water to be cold and I hate Brita's because I drink more. I drink faster than the Brita can actively keep up. Like if I was to have a Brita in the fridge, I would, right. it would just be nonstop, like twice a day, fill up the Brita, wait for it to get cold, drink it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I have the, the big water dispenser, like a water cooler. That's what it's called. Yeah. Water water dispenser. I like that. Um, Otherwise, I'd be buying wa- cases of water. I Brita. I I think if you if you Brita, but the the biggest part of Brita and where it, where things go awry is you gotta fill it up before you go to bed. Um, otherwise, you're in a tight spot. I'm I'm the only Brita participant in our in our home, um, and I like half get it. Like we've got a big one. You fill it up with water. It's kind of heavy. And no one wants to be the two-handed water person, and I feel like my Jess has to do that. So I kind of give her a half out on it. But if you don't remember and you wake up and you see you've got two inches level of Brita, you're like, yeah, today's going to be a bad, a lesser day. Exactly. That's my point. And I would always do that. And then I'd just rip out the filter part and just use it as a jug because I don't care about the filter part. I just want cold water. I only lived in one city, lived in a lot of places the last five years, only one city where the water was naturally disgusting. Shout out Davis, California. Shout out. It was so gross, man. It was the only place where I was like, fuck, I can't just drink out of the tap here. But everywhere else, yeah, Connecticut, I- New York, New Jersey, Livermore, Pleasanton, everywhere else, like I just drink straight water. Don't care. Clean water. Don't care. Better the day, it's the better the day. Better the day, better the day. 
Bet of the day, bet of the day. Jake, Jake, did you win last night? <laughs> yes, I did. Jake, Jake won last night, and I lost. The Raptors blew out the 76ers. He is back on his winning ways. 43 and 39 on the John Boy and Jake season. I disagreed like a big dum-dum and are now 34 and 49. How about that? Swap some of those numbers and they're similar. What do you got for us tonight, Jake? How about that? Um, what do I have for you tonight, Jimmy James? Jim boy. Um, you know what, Jim? I, I think we let's not be coy with this one. Um, I wanted it last time. I, I got soft on it. The writing has been on the wall. Ah, this, this one's pulling at my heartstrings, Jim. You know what? I'm doing it. We're going to Boston, Milwaukee, Jim. NBA playoffs been hot there. Is it in Boston? It's in Milwaukee. Okay. Milwaukee is up 3-1 to one in the series. If they win this game, they win the series in Milwaukee. If not, they have to go back to Boston for another game, which they don't want to do. Boston is in shambles. Um, all the quotes on the internet yesterday was that Bo- – <laughs> Kyrie Irving's teammates should be willing to help pack his boxes so he, sh- he can get out of town. Milwaukee has Who said beat that? Jalen Rose. That's, I mean, that that's what level it's at, Jim, in Boston. Like, pe- Boston that, that's the Skip Bayless quote. A little bit. I mean, it's it's for a TV show for sure. But, um, I mean, that's people... Like, Kyrie is getting slaughtered on the Boston internet. Um, and I, I think half rightfully so. I think half rightly, rightfully not. Everyone's ignoring that Tatum and Brad Stevens are a lot lesser than everyone hyped them to be. Um, Milwaukee won the last two in Boston. Uh, the last game in Milwaukee, they won by almost 20 if Milwaukee gets any if Milwaukee gets any sort of lead above 8 points in this game I think it just all comes unwrapped for Boston and I think it's going to happen. All right, I think that Milwaukee's going to win tonight because it's kind of a must win for them. Right. It's not a must win at all, but you you want to just end it. It's just a whole thing. You have to go back to Boston, and then if they win on their home court, which they can, then you have to do a game seven. Like you, it, it kind of is a must win. It's very much not, but it's like it, it's an emphasis. Let's fucking win this. So I, right. I think Milwaukee's going to come out and win it. But what's the line? It's nine points. Yeah, because here's where, here's what my brain just did, and I don't know. Right. If Milwaukee, and I think this is what you were saying, if Milwaukee gets up big, the Celtics are just going to die. I mean, even if they get up like a little bit, and like I just, this is this is official. This is Giannis's official like welcome to the world. Like, I I'm about to take down the Boston Celtics with Kyrie Irving and a guy who's supposed to be the best coach in the league, basically by myself. Um, so I, I think even though nine's huge, 
I think that's just a mental hurdle that you see nine points in a playoff game that you're like, well, that seems like a lot. But I think if you actually consider what's going on here, I think Milwaukee just rolls. Um, end of Kyrie in Boston. Milwaukee minus nine. Jake is stupid, but he's smart. I'm in agreement. Now, I can easily see the Celtics covering, but not winning. Right. But uh, I'll just agree with you. It's a storyline. It's a storyline. My name's Jake Storyelli, and I look like a marmot. Okay. Hey, do you want to listen to Blur's? This this is a new segment. Let's listen to Blur's second most famous song. It's called Girls and Boys. You think it's anywhere as good as Woohoo? I'm gonna say yes. I think Blur. I think Blur has another. I think they've got another half song after their one hit. Do you think we? Do you think we will recognize this song? I'm not gonna say that. No. I was wrong. You recognize it? No, it's not a good song though. I you can already you, tell. You haven't heard the song music yet. Oh, I'm hearing it. It definitely sounds like a video game, and this is video game week. This sounds like an old, old 2D video game. Like, just think of a, a, a character like Sonic going across the right. screen. Right. <laughs> 2D video games are going back like. <laughs> 2D video games are going back like 30 years now. <laughs> That's what this is like, though. Yeah, the garbage song. Same band that made that song made this song. Weird. Yeah. Weird. Thank you, guys. We will be back tomorrow with another episode of John Boy and Jake Radio. Uh, we will see you then. woo Yeah.